0: live
1: we are yeah. live
2: welcome. i'm already
1: i'm already going to howl i hear the lyrics in my head <laughs> welcome welcome five.
2: everyone welcome to the show with no name <laughs> we are the show with no name at the very moment but we promise by the time we get through maybe this maybe the next episode we'll come up with something for you we'll we'll Absolutely. get a name
0: we will get a name very shortly we will we promise so For the podcast with no name, my name is Mar.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I am Azar. And I'm Nisha. And the three of us go
0: way back, way, way, way back. yeah, Yeah. Way back in time. 1990s way back.
2: Yeah. Correct. I believe we started. That's right. We had a a radio show back in Montreal. I say back in Montreal because I'm currently in New York City, but... Back in Montreal in 1998, that ran for five years, um, Friday nights from 4 to 6 a.m. Ladies, can you even imagine doing Mm -hmm. that right now?
1: No. No. (laughs) No. No. Not at all. No. I can barely make it past midnight. Y'all be texting, and I'm like, wake up in the morning, there are 15 texts from the Cypher Queens, and I'm like, oh, I was sleeping.
2: (laughs) No, and that's exactly what we were called. We were the Cypher Queens, and... You know, we've been talking recently, Miranda initiated it, Mar initiated it and said, yes. girls, why don't we do the, we have the technology now, why don't we do a podcast? And I think we both kind of jumped for joy and and figured this is the way, what a perfect reunion and we are so excited to be back.
1: Absolutely. So shout out to Mar. Thank you. This idea
0: has been brewing for like, I think it's been a couple of years now, even before the pandemic, but it's just, you know, time- Nisha and I are in Montreal, Oz, you're in New York. So figuring out how to, you know, record remotely was an issue until recently when we did our research and discovered, yeah, it's, it's not that difficult.
1: Or we're just that old and we took time to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're not old. Yes.
1: Listen, we're part of the ICQ generation,
2: Right. Okay. There you go. I see. Oh my God! You're gonna lose like thirty five thousand <laughs>
1: listeners
2: right now, or maybe, maybe three. Like, of is the that a hashtag? That is that a
1: hashtag? We <laughs> we know that? our
0: we know our technology. We definitely know our technology, but um, we do. But,
1: and and
2: just in terms of a little history, sorry to cut you off, Mar. But in terms of a little history, we did have like a hip hop, an underground hip hop show back then, um, and we had we did we actually put our music up on the world wide web we were kind of ahead of the game and we That's had true. some incredible fans across the globe um and also in the upstate correctional facilities of new york i was
1: gonna say who's gonna say it who's well, gonna say to it the
0: upstate correctional facility in malone new york
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully guess, you guys
1: are not still there we, I mean, we hope not We hope not I, yeah that would be post malone right <laughs> where is it drop it. That would have been the time. That would have been your cue. That would have been the... It's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) Sorry. I'm so far behind with all this media. All
2: right. So, I think we're not going to be focusing much on music. Well, we're always going to be focusing on music. But this is less of a music show. I think we just want to talk about current events and... Anything and everything, right, ladies? Yeah, for exactly.
0: sure. Exactly. So the show today is all about music that we absolutely love, that is of our generation, and would definitely end up canceled by a cancel culture oh. today. So how this idea came up, I happened to be listening to a few songs several months ago, and... Um, Yeah, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of the music that I was listening to, I started to cringe a little at certain verses and certain lyrics and realized like, man, I think I might have to put together a cancel culture music playlist, just for the songs that I know I'll never hear ever again, in public. and i'm comfortable with having some of these songs on my own playlist i shared that with someone close to me and they were like yeah there's a lot that would go on there it's just basically oh, wow. the music that would never fly today it, w- it would be so offensive and you know so yeah and listen it goes across all genres of music when i started really thinking about it i
2: realized there's a lot of music
0: <laughs> that oh would be God, canceled
2: today. Yeah. A lot. I mean, we're in a different time, right? Cancel culture is at its all-time high. And I think the there's, like, positive and negatives about that. But definitely the positive is you hold people accountable. Like, you know, you just can't spew your hatred and <laughs> any other and kind of okay. ignorance. And be okay. I mean, some people are not held accountable to this day. But, you know, that's a, another topic for another show. But, um, You know, with regards to music and we started talking about it and my perspective was, damn, but I can't get over the nostalgia and and the feelings that these songs provoked for me at the time that I was actively listening to them. And can I delete it from like my playlist and and from my iTunes? I can't. I can't do
0: it,
1: guys. Miranda, that was a quick No. It's That's complicated,
0: no. man. It's complicated. <laughs> is that so your status
1: on Facebook? Are you in a relationship with cancel culture music? <laughs> it's, it's complicated. I mean, it uh-huh. truly
0: is. Because, look, yeah. there's so much music, and I'm not interested in holding people accountable. I get what it was back then. There were a lot of things that were not as acceptable today, acceptable then as it is today. And people were just not having real civilized conversations around uh lgbtq communities and Dang. sexism well sexism has always been a subject that people have been discussing but it's even more uh you know important now because of the whole me too movement and so forth but i'm not one of these people that's going to you know come out with the guillotine holding someone's neck waiting for their, them to be beheaded like it's it was part of the culture then it existed I'm not saying I support it or support the message, but I, I'm not willing to cancel. And I know those artists probably have matured themselves. I can't, you know, I can't Are You're say hoping that. there. Maybe. I'm hoping. You're I'm hoping. hoping,
1: yeah. I'm hoping. But to be fair, I mean, and I, I know I'm, I'm sounding like a lawyer. So to be fair, I mean, it, it shows the progression of where we've come as a culture, right? If you don't, if you have that music and you look at the music we have now, it is some sort of musical archaeological progress that we're not. I'm I listen. I guess I'm just trying to find a way to still listen to some songs, but I do have a sliding scale of mm-hmm. what I won't ever listen to again. Like when you bring up, you know who, I we I can't him. mess with him. I can't mess with him in his five house rooms taking girls from their parents. I can't. He's a hard no for me. We, Wait, we who are you know talking who? about? We all know, you know what we're talking is. about. Oh, Stepping so oh. the step in the name of love. Never mind. All right, listen.
2: Can we can we maybe just agree that we cancel the person and not cancel the music? I mean, like, does it have to go hand in hand? I think that's the bigger conversation, right? It's subjective. I mean, it's subjective. Cons- I, think it I mean, you are supporting the person. the person. Depend if you are. Supporting but what if the their music?
1: art is fused by their perversion, a la Robert Hi. S. Kelly? a la michael jackson who i still uh, i'm not canceling um, michael i'm just not i, and see, I get there, it therein lies
2: the issue guys what so what makes what makes r kelly different than michael jackson why because um is it because the allegations stuck is it because he was actually you know confirmed to have done those actions where was michael jackson's ever convicted of anything? Do we all know, however, in the back of our minds that he potentially could have been involved with young children? I mean... I
1: I think the question that you bring up is more like how you said it at the beginning, how the music made you feel. See, I'm not that attached to R. Kelly the way I am to MJ. MJ is like... I was an MJ, like, fangirl. I had the doll. I had the jacket. I was imitating Thriller. So MJ really is like a cultural... Musical foundation, icon. right? Mm-hmm. But when I go to R. Kelly, I'm like, like he's the B side of a track that you hear at one o'clock when everybody's oh, filling up no, the club. Girl. That's oh, no, I tell but I don't that's see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. So, mm. Mm. but you, you know, what? know,
0: R. Kelly. Was I would take big.
1: Pyt. I would take Pyt over R. Kelly.
0: I think there is I mean, a little bit of a cultural attachment there with R. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not to the same degree as MJ, but I'm just saying for some people it is that serious.
1: But to be fair, like to be fair, R. Kelly and Michael Jackson, I think we often forget too, is that people don't wake up one day and decide, hey, I want to do these nasty things. Right. They all have a history. They all have been abused themselves. And you know abuse produces abuse. I'm not giving them an out at all, but I do think it's not fair for us for folks you know people cancel very quickly and they don't realize like people had to become this they didn't wake up and they weren't born and when they came to their mother's birth canal they were like, Rah, I want to lock girls up and <laughs> do things like that right no, but it is it is a question of nature versus nurture right and So I think those are some of the things that keep me from completely eliminating 50% of my library. Look, I just
2: think
0: that, that, sorry, I was just gonna say that I think with R. Kelly, it's a little bit um, different because we have, okay, so yes, both of them, both R. Kelly and MJ, there's been testimony citing that they have been in the same bedroom, in the same bed with children.
2: Okay. They're, pedophiles. Just say they they're pedophiles. pedophiles. They are pedophiles. They
0: okay. are pedophiles. But, uh, I don't know. MJ, I mean, those allegations were thrown out of court, right? right? We've seen it happen over and over and over again. With R. Kelly, there's a lot more detail. Um, and he has gone to court. And he is in prison. And he's he's right. paying the price for that now. For me, I, but just, I was listening to... To some of this music last night, and I gotta tell you, I felt the cringe. I felt the cringe for R. It Kelly. It hits you
2: different. It hits, it different hits me now.
0: different, and it did. It was not the same cringe that I felt listening to an MJ song. So it's subjective. It depends on the person mm. and what your flexibility as far as moral, you know, morality and 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 all of that. How, how
1: far? But it goes again, to be fair, so he goes to jail. R. Kelly goes to jail. He's in jail but nothing's going to really happen like no one is going to deal with the abuse that he suffered the sexual abuse that he endured and so yeah he's in jail but that's a whole larger conversation of what's the purpose of a prison and what's the purpose of you know uh, abolition in looking at how we build our society and crime because in my head I'm not saying like I, I think, honestly, he's only singing out what he knows and his own abuse. But again, I'm with you, Mar. I don't mess with him the same way I mess with Michael Jackson. It's, it's a very strange thing for me.
2: And, and Michael Jackson's long gone. So there's another, you know, yeah. another caveat, right, to this whole thing. Like, um, we got one man paying his dues in a system that is already fundamentally Broken. flawed we have another man who's gone and can't, you know, defend himself. And he was also abused, both yeah. of them. So I get your point, Nisha, And I think, I guess it comes back to, you know, at the time when R. Kelly's the documentary series came out and everybody was just like, cancel, cancel. I'm deleting every R. Kelly song. And I'm, you know, the DJs are not playing Step in the Name of Love at Clubs, even though it's like an instant, you know, it. classic and gets the whole crowd moving i mean at that point i think i had an inner conflict and i still do i have not deleted his songs so have you guys deleted his songs
1: my yeah. mother hasn't <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it folks at the end of our but to me, like i said i wasn't i wasn't tripping over r kelly like that like i wasn't he wasn't on like my top now, if you ask me if I delete Michael Jackson, no, not at all. I really, um, I really like MJ. But to be fair, Oz, if people want to stay in this game, in this, in this accountability, folks can't afford to play these songs too.
2: Oh, absolutely, one thousand percent agreed. I play them in the comfort of my own home. I am no longer a public DJ, and yeah. I might not, you know, necessarily admit to this to anybody other than you guys and now anyone who's listening to this podcast, which. I'm hoping we'll grow from one or two listeners to eventually, I don't know, thousands and millions. But point being, um, you're right. The attachment to those artists I think is also uh, you know, detrimental to any public yeah. figure and persona. And it's just interesting how different of a time we're in today. I mean, we were talking about the baby, for example, who made some really disrespectful comments towards the LGBTQ community and you wanna talk about canceled. There are about six festivals that took him off the lineup. And honestly, I think it's I think it's right. I, I think it's the right thing to do. I think today the message should be, you know, you really cannot have this kind of ignorant and hateful perspective towards anyone. I mean, what have we learned if in twenty twenty one we don't enforce that, especially yeah. to the, the, the people who are influences to our children.
1: Yeah. But then at the same time, I have to wonder, like, do people see? I've always been the person who likes the beat. And I know Oz, you like the lyrics. Miranda likes the lyrics. I've always been a beat, like, chaser. I like the beat. And then if I really like it, I remember the lyrics. And so I have to wonder, like, did everybody understand what they were really absorbing when they were singing these songs? Like, did it did it consciously. Like, make a difference when we were singing the songs, I feel like there were times where I was uncomfortable, specifically
2: with soundboy burial. Mari, can Mm -hmm. you play that clip for us real quick? Do you have it sure. lined up? We'll yeah, Yeah, I got it. I got it here. But I mean, that's just one. We got a lot of examples, but this one specifically, I think it was it came out around the time that I was even understanding, you know, what the reference was and why we it was. You, the matter, cause we are you will come, we kill you already and you, you are no form of to recall when it comes to rarely all right what are we doing here guys (laughs) it's gonna get worse
1: it's gonna get worse yeah that's that's uh, that's a problem
2: right and i feel like i started making having that awareness even with that song and granted 95 what i was already a, a you know, late in my teenage years, but it's not something that we talked about. It wasn't something that was out in the open. Like my kids go to a very progressive school and sexual identity and, and, and just identity and gender identity. And all of that is talked about openly, you know, like it's okay. Everything is just out in the open and it's acceptable. And I love that. Hold
1: on, hold on. So Most folks don't know I'm a teacher. It is okay, but you have to give room for everything to be okay. And so, this is a conversation my students and I have been having for ages. Like, they're saying to me, Miss, I want people to be who they want to be, but I also have a right to disagree. And I said to them, Well, flesh this out for me a bit more, right? Because as a teacher, you're not trying to get boiled in hot water and strung up and all kind of stuff. So, we were talking about a gender-neutral washroom. For me, if you need to go to the bathroom in peace, I don't care. Do what you got to do. Find your bathroom, go. I could care less. But some of the students were saying to me that if it's really okay for us to have our own opinions, then is it okay for me to respect this person but not agree with their choices? How am I going to argue against that? Because it's I... not a choice.
2: No, but, that's but they're saying,
1: thing. but they're if they're saying like, they're part of the LGBTQIA community. And um, I respect you as a person in class. I mess with you. I'm your friend, whatever. But I don't agree with these sexual orientations. I, I don't see it as my place to shut down that conversation either. If you want to have full conversations, people have got to be able to put their piece on the table with rules and within boundaries and things like that. But you can't shut down one side of the conversation because that's how you end up with Trump, right? I mean, I kind of see your point. But at the same
2: time, I think that's where education comes in place, right? Like, you know, you're you're talking about identity that people are born with Mm -hmm. and preferences that they're born with. That's not a choice. And that's not something to to agree with or disagree with. It's kind of like I agree or disagree with your existence. You can't do that. You I agree with that,
1: but I, you have to, you have students who are saying things such as, I just frankly don't agree with homosexuality. And I said, well, whether you agree with it or not, you have to respect your colleague, you have to respect your fellow human, and you know anything else is not tolerated. But ultimately, do we not have a fundamental right to go through the process and the journey we need to go through to get there, right? That's what I'm saying. Like people have to be able to, it cannot be like given that you have to accept this. They have to process, they have to understand what's going on, especially young folks. Young folks, um, they have a lot of questions and we shut that down because we often throw at them, you have to accept this, you have to do that, you have to do this, you have to do this. And I'm, I'm part of that group of teachers that says, let's let's have this conversation. Let's talk this out. Let's have a discussion about it. Because if they can't put all their thoughts on the table, I can't uproot the ignorance. Because I'm shutting down part of that conversation. So I and do I, want I, them to have that conversation.
2: I agree with the conversations. But I think one of the issues that we have, right, is like looking at this as, again, an issue to take, I mean, something to take issue with or something to have an opinion about. I don't think that's the case. And no. I think the the issue, I think the problem is created at home for these kids. I think their parents are homophobic and that, you know, homophobia or sexism or racism is just continuously, you know, trickling down. And the idea is, it's like, imagine a student in your class is lactose intolerant right? Kid can't drink milk. It's just how he was born, you know, can't drink Mm -hmm. milk. Imagine if one of your students said, you know, I just can't accept the fact that he can't drink milk. He should be like, he needs to drink milk. It's almost, I I can't even disassociate those anymore. I can't look at it any other way. And I agree when, and that's why it's like more about, to me, it's more about educating people that no, there is, this is not a, a matter of opinion. This is a matter of this is who I am. This is who you are. And as people on this earth, the right thing is to accept who each person is individually. That's the right Absolutely,
1: thing. And I just want them to have conversations. Because right. if they don't talk, if they don't have those conversations, they end up finding groups that cause bigger problems for us. Right. You know, I had yeah. a group of students who were white males. Actually, this year... And their whole thing was they had to pronounce themselves as ultra heterosexual, new thing going on in the high school field, ultra heterosexual, that white male, cisgender, ultra sexuality. So when it comes to me, I'm like, but hold on, why do you need to do this? And they're like, miss, we need to proclaim our heterosexuality. I said, um, tell me more about it. And so they were like, oh, that, you know, the black teacher actually wants to hear more about it. Because I know what happens when you shut that conversation down. They'll find somebody else to align themselves more ultra, Mm -hmm. ultra heterosexual male. And then we start creating folks. We start polarizing in dialogue. So I agree with you, Oz. Fundamentally, I don't care who's in your bed. I don't care what toilet you go to. I could care less. It's nobody's business. It's nobody's. The same way it's Mm -hmm. not the government's business in my ovaries. The same way it's not yeah. my business, who you're sleeping with, what pronoun you want to use. I don't care. But what I do care about is folks need to be able to have conversations and get through their questions and get through th- what they're thinking. Because if we don't, then we lay ignorance as a replacement. And that's where I'm like, we need to have those yeah. conversations. I agree. You know I, I think-
2: commend you, Nisha. Go ahead, Mar.
0: No, I was just going to say, I agree with that. I think more conversations need to be had in, especially in high school, where kids are very expressive, they're forming ideas, they're forming ideologies, grabbing other ideologies that they're reading and learning about. It's it's basically part of their growth. And I think that if you don't have these conversations now, they're just going to continue with a lot of these ignorant, predisposed biases that they've grown up with. And you have to have a place for them to, to converse about these
1: things. Otherwise we find them in lyrics.
0: Yeah. And don't, and don't like, don't feel that those children should be bashed because they have those views. Give them some time. I think, I think kids need a grace period for um, being able to have some time to understand, to have discussions around these topics so that they can fully grasp what the consequences are when you don't extend, uh, freedoms to everyone the way that you would like. And I, I'm again, I'm of the same belief, Nisha, like it's nobody's business. You want to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. I really don't care. At the end of the day, the toilet's flushing the same pee, the same poo. <laughs> no one cares. I personally don't care. And I don't care who you're yeah. betting. And I don't care. You know, this is why it didn't make any sense to me why baby would go on this massive rant Um, not rant but you know I'm sure in his in his very strange mind he probably thought he was (laughs) saying something sensible but it didn't come out that way and I'm thinking to myself why do you even care who's sucking what in a parking lot like why is it any of your business really (sighs) it's none of your business I
2: think this I think this kind of goes hand in hand with the ultra hetero thing that you know the whole like I don't know if I denounce something else maybe I feel a little bit Better about myself. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, it makes no sense to me. But again, I wanted to say I commend you, Nisha. I feel like you have one of the hardest jobs on this earth. <laughs> Thank dealing with my kids is hard enough. Dealing with other people's kids, I couldn't do. Miranda, can we give a round of applause to all the <laughs> teachers out there? Can we do that? Can we do. can We, we add can definitely give a round
1: of applause <laughs> to, to, all, to the all the teachers. teachers Thank you. Go. Uh, you know, we're just trying. We just. Honestly, pandemic life—I can't imagine what lyrics are coming out next.
0: Well, look—we have a full list of of songs that we wanted to discuss and get get through. Um, so Hit let's us. let's do that. Let's let's start off with uh, with Mr. Robert S. Kelly here, and see what he's saying.
1: I ecstasy it
2: seems like you're ready Let's just put this in perspective here. He's talking to a 15-year-old at this point, right? How old was Aaliyah when they were together? Oh, boy. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Isn't
1: isn't there an element of consent in there? It seems like you're ready. Are you ready? No. No. I'm just being facetious. Not with a child. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being facetious. For the record, I'm being sarcastic. Y'all can't see me. I'm being sarcastic. Don't cancel Nisha, y'all. Yeah, please don't cancel Nisha. That came out in
0: 1993, by the way. That came out in 1993.
2: And what about Aaliyah's Aaliyah's song? So um, Aaliyah, wrote as well. AJ,
0: nothing but a number. That came out in uh, the following year. Um, The album came out. What is it? 1995 or 94? 94, I think. But either way, all right. Let's hear from Aaliyah. Hold on.
1: Oh boy.
2: May 5th, 1993.
1: Please diary. There you go.
2: How do you feel hearing yeah. that? Don't I mean listen, no lies though. They're still jams, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I am like bopping my head over here. I'm telling you this uh, shit takes me back. And yes, do I have a different perspective about it? Sure. But I'm probably
1: gonna listen to this after the show. <laughs> <laughs> um And didn't that's you your book. That, didn't you say that R. Kelly wrote this song for her?
0: He, he wrote it.
1: He's he's the, uh, okay, he's the writer so, of that song. Yes. So, <laughs> this song was writer. just child manipulation, right? Uh, she was saying what was her. given to her. So, you're telling me we were listening to pedophilia grooming via, Absolutely. Like, via uh, music? Absolutely. Uh, it's complicated.
0: It's complicated.
1: <laughs> who do I, I mean, call on? Buddha, Jesus, Allah. Uh, like, all who am I calling asleep. on? A, all of them. Oof. That's cringy. Oh man, that hurts. But maybe she was talking about getting her driver's license, right? Age, ain't nothing but a You know, maybe. <laughs>
2: nah.
1: I mean, you know, this is where I think like where you know,
2: where does where does it end, right? So definitely the pedophilia is a problem. But yeah. Hear me saying that out loud, okay. I have I take issue. It's a huge problem. It should not be um glorified, glamorized or anything. Um these songs, of course, don't make me feel that don't make me feel that way or think that. They really take me back to the time where I was listening to the stuff with zero clue of what was going on. We're just um, singing. That we were all said, young and innocent. That being said, you know Mar has picked up some other songs that that maybe touch on consent, not necessarily, you know, underage consent, just regular consent. I mean. Where does where do we draw the line?
1: Can maybe we get into
0: was, Can we get into me, MJ first, though?
1: But hold on, make, oh yeah, no, leave that. MJ alone. No, let's do that. No, but maybe maybe R. Kelly was writing what his groomer said to him.
2: I mean, okay, if you want to, you know, do the I'm whole just psychotherapy
1: saying. thing, I'm I'm with it, <laughs> Nisha. But hey, uh,
2: I, you
1: know, I'm not Look, trying to save R. Kelly. I'm trying to save MJ.
0: Look, no, I think it's important. And I, I I actually agree with you. I do think that there needs to be more grace for people who have gone through abuse, but there are a lot of people who have been abused and have not hurt other people, you know? Mm. So that. I feel like he still, yes, he needs to be held accountable for the acts that he's committed against children. Um, we love to say underage, they're children. They are yeah. children. children, okay? They're kids. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm all for extending grace to people who have been hurt, hurting and who are hurting other people. I do agree with you. I think that that needs to be addressed. I think that they, rehabilitation, that's a huge, a huge um, component for healing, right? Mm -hmm. Therapy, all of those things. I'm all for that. It's just, you, at some point you kind of know better. And if you, if you know better, you I they think there are better. people who do better, exactly. They'll seek out the help that they need. And I know not everybody has those resources or those abilities or the willpower or the strength to do that. It again, it's subjective, it's varying in different cases. Um, but let's get into MJ's uh music
1: here. You know, you you made me feel so good inside. I've always wanted a girl just like you. Such a PYD. Pretty young thing.
0: Tenderoni, you guys know that a tenderoni is, a, is like, an, <laughs> it's a young girl,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> which is a little weird in this situation because MJ is always known for being with little boys and here he is singing about young girls. I mean, again, the songwriters writing for the singer, right? So yeah, for sure.
1: But to be fair, all I wanted to do was sing. We're all bobbing to the- <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, you know what, though? It didn't sound as bad to me as the R. Kelly and Oh, the R. Kelly is
0: terrible. Those
1: were explicit. At least Michael's, and and Michael's writers were trying to hide their stuff.
0: We also know a bit about the background behind Aaliyah's age ain't nothing but a number. So, you know.
1: When was the last time you
0: got a marriage
1: annulled at fourteen years of age? Right. Listen, but to be fair, again, I mean the viewers are going to hate me at this point, but this is not like America has the highest number of child bride marriages in the world. See, See, folks, teach us. Yes, yes. (laughs) Folks like to throw shade. On other countries, like, you know, they want to hashtag them as savage or hashtag them as backwards or they're just not North American. But my students and I do, we look at this stuff. We look at things like bride markets, which happens in Romani communities. (laughs) Excuse me. And we found out that statistically there are more child bride marriages in the United States than anywhere else in the world. Oh, my God. Must be like in the (laughs) South. That's crazy. Middle America. So before you judge all the world, starting your own house, it's nuts. There's a number. I'll get the stats. Y- y'all keep talking. I'll get we're, the stats we're, for you. We're all
0: dirty. And I, 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 should, I think this is a perfect time to also state that we're focusing on music that we grew up with. So it's not this is not uh, unique to R&B, hip hop and dance hall, reggae or any of of those genres of music. There's a lot of dirty old white guys out there who were singing about young girls all across the 60s, 70s and the 80s. Oh, my
1: God. Right. So just an update. Two hundred thousand children got married this year and in the state of Massachusetts. And New Hampshire, oh no, Massachusetts, you can get married at 12 years old with parental consent and New Hampshire, 13. So, mm, and you were saying the South Oz, but Georgia's got 16. um, New York is 16. Utah, even Utah 16, where folks don't know nothing about, you know, Scientology and all that over there. To be honest, yeah.
0: my my level of ignorance, I really thought Utah was going to be a lot
1: worse than Mississippi, <laughs> you don't even have the right. Right? They don't even have the right in Mississippi, but you can marry without parental consent at 15. So wow. Massachusetts, what's up? What's up? Oh, 13. New Hampshire. Sure. That's that, that's around the corner from all three of us. Man. Oh. And let's not even get into the negotiations of, you know, buying a child bride, but the United States has the highest number.
0: It's, it's crazy. It's all filthy. It's all filthy. The music is filthy. It's all filthy.
1: And Oh, Oh yes.
0: Also in this whole discussion about, um, cancel culture music, let's not forget. There's also a really, really seedy kind of weird segment about, um, in, in like death metal, you know, in the mm. in the heavy metal industry, where they're like singing about cannibalism, rape. Yeah, no. I mean, that's a whole other different genre of music, but it, it, it's pretty gross. And I don't. Ah, <laughs> uh, I understand people have creative liberties and whatnot, but there's just certain things I I just no, not interested. No. What do I you guys? Do they, how do you guys feel do... about Eminem though?
1: When he's I don't like him. Doing his thing. To rap. I've never been a fan of Eminem. I canceled him long time ago. He didn't even have to <laughs> rap. I just canceled him.
2: Oh, I was a big fan. But, I mean, you're right. Like, some of the shit that came
1: out his mouth was... Um, yeah. You know. Killing his ex-wife. I'll but he could argue you.
0: that's creative liberties, right? He could argue that uh, this is him being creative.
1: Good for you. You got canceled over a decade ago for me.
2: Let me ask you, though. Is that... See... Maybe my I just don't have, you know, a finger on the pulse of underground or non popular music at this current time. I feel like people are not that bold anymore. I I just don't think that society accepts that anymore.
1: Am I wrong? I mean, do you or maybe I'm just not remember what I said. People ain't trying to get canceled and lose their money. So if that is happening, that might be happening on SoundCloud or Spotify, like somewhere where you can put out your own music. But the people who are in this business to make money, they're not. I'm sure. Well, I'm hoping there's people vetting. But you know, Oz, there is always an exception to that, right? People aren't that bold, but you're you're an A and R. You know this. Folks are not. Um, they're okay with the N word, though, right? So that still sells. Right. So that, that it's is a true. very interesting thing. But oh, folks yeah. don't really people know there is a performative checkbox when you are going to be an artist, you know what you can and can put out. And folks are much more clever now when they write. I think folks are more clever. Or maybe we're just not tolerating it anymore.
2: I think you're right, though. There's definitely some vetting going on. I think people are just more careful in general, just like you said, with in regards to brand alignments and the and the amount of money at stake. Unless you're in the media. drill music industry. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, drill music is about as honest as you can get. <laughs> That's
1: if true. If you got
0: bodies, you're rapping about it. And no one's saying it. But that's what I it. find
1: interesting, right? That's what I find interesting. There is no checklist vetting for Black produced music, right? So that's a whole other show we can talk about.
0: And it's encouraged, and then it's put on oh, yeah. trial in court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which right? I think is actually pretty sick, which I, it on, you know, in terms of that, I think that It would be important for a lot of these rappers who are doing drill music and other forms of music similar to that um, to maybe think about that, you know, because they're putting it all out there. And then it ends up in court, depending on what state you're in, you know, rap on trial. It's pretty dangerous stuff. And then it perpetuates that ridiculous cycle of black men being put in prison just Mm -hmm. simply based on lyrics that the the you know, whoever is investigating can then tie to actual murders or what they think was an actual crime. Yeah. It's very low-hanging fruit. That is really interesting. It is low-hanging fruit. It is extremely, um, controversial and I don't like it. I personally don't think that it's right. And I think that if, if, if I were one of those rappers, I would probably put a disclaimer ahead of every song, ahead on, on every single, album that I released saying that this is strictly, you know, creative liberties here. It has nothing to do with yeah. a real incident, even if it is a real incident. But see, well, that,
2: you should not that be put on trial again. for that. But, but see, that's where, that's, that's where the line gets so blurry. Creative liberties, and that can include, you know, talking about violence and you know, violence, what? So, violence against women is not okay, but violence against, like, you know, black on black crime is okay. Like, gang violence is okay. Like, where where do you draw
1: the, line? You draw the line? I know. And That's then it so also weird. brings me back to the 80s when NWA came out with At the Police. That's the first time we started to see labeling on albums, on CDs, because it directly affected the police and how they were being portrayed. They didn't like it. So, it affected their cd labeling that's the first time we used to see those advisory contents that parental advisory
0: that parental advisory label came because um at the time john Kerry's wife caught his daughter listening to prince's darling nikki oh jesus and her daughter is named nicole (laughs) so that's why that parental advisory
1: campaign was even started
0: it was because of darling
1: nikki from prince But you knew, but it had the opposite, opposite effect, right? The more parental advice it is, the more the kids want it.
0: Look, I mean, this is all like forbidden fruit. And I feel like if you continue to uh, deny people what they're curious about without having these discussions or conversations around it, then it's just going to drive them to it even more. So I'm not really sure. I mean, yeah, if you want to have the, if you want to have a disclaimer, I think yes it is useful but you know what is the disclaimer for what is it meant to do I believe yeah. that a disclaimer should be used for drill music or anything similar just for the simple fact that we really don't know what kind of crimes were committed and I just feel like it's really important for young artists to protect themselves so that they don't end up on trial down down the road no, because I you know unfortunately police are It's just really just poor, lazy investigations. They're not doing their job. They're going to go for every low hanging piece of fruit that's out there. And that's right. That's why they, you know, lurk on Instagram. That's why they lurk on other social media platforms. So I'm just saying from I'm no lawyer, obviously, from a legal standpoint, I would think that maybe that might be
1: some sort of a, a way to get around that. But, but you knows? raise a good point. This is why we all have to be careful on our socials. I tell kids all the time, don't post something that you can't defend. Don't do it. Don't post nothing you can't defend. You know, the other day, a friend of mine is running for federal campaign. And uh, she said, oh, we all have to check our socials. I said, oh, I've done check my socials. I'm a teacher. I know my employer is out there looking at my socials. I know the government is out there looking at my socials. So, you don't put out things that you wouldn't say to their face. You, you have to know, but You got to. A lot of kids are digital users, but are they digitally smart? There's a difference. Are we digitally smart? Folks, get, listen, we were just making a joke that if we have a party, we all have to put our cell phones in a lock and lock them up because people post things and people lose their jobs. And people I want to be at that party. I don't like being anywhere where
0: cameras and all kinds of photos. No, it's a
1: care. lot. So I was thinking, we've been talking about hip-hop and death metal and stuff like that, but, you know, we totally forgot that Soca and Calypso, they're like... No, we didn't forget. No, they're <laughs> on a whole new level, we right? Like, forget. I love me some Soca, but... so ah...
0: Calypso and soca music. Okay, so there's certain songs and uh, certain artists who have a very clever way of basically using double meaning, metaphors, similes, all these different things in their in their music. So they can cleverly, you know, hide, craft the lyrics, um, you know, and and make it less uh, unpalatable, if you will. Um, and then there's others who are just like a little more blatant. I feel like in the nineties, it was a little more creative in terms of, mm. uh, you know, creatively writing lyrics to have those double meanings. So you actually have to think about what you're listening to. Um, whereas today it's obviously, it's a whole other different thing. Um, yeah, and it's I think, was, yeah, when it, when it got to the two thousands, that's when it, it started to get a little more blatant. Um, and I remember one dance hall song. I wish I could have found it for, for this episode, but I didn't know where, I really couldn't remember it for the life of me. It was, uh, I I won't say the name of the artist, but, um, it was basically a song about him putting, uh, basically using a date rape drug. Oh gosh. Well,
1: sounds like Rick Ross. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Oh, uh oh, no, no.
1: <laughs> you know, I used to be a fan of Rick Ross and then uh I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. I still like Rick Ross. I like his beard, but I don't like the, his friends and what <laughs> he's doing with drinks. Like, sorry, dude. Uh um, but do you guys remember Mr. Vegas?
0: Who yeah, is everyone everyone knows, heads high. But um he came out with a song called She's a Ho pretty self explanatory so let me just play that for you so you can hear it
2: digi we know she's a digi 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 Tell, hotel tell, we know She's a hoe If she a one night stand check Everybody man man I don't know that can't we done know She's a hoe She's a hoe Ya either again cause everybody know She's a hoe She's a hoe So you said me spot up on the She's a hoe all, right okay, all okay, right, okay, okay, Mar. <laughs> but why do I have vivid memories of you and me whining to that song at <laughs> Soca City and Soca Village? Okay, I, I got very say. clear memories of that, Miranda. Listen, at that time, uh, I was agreeing. She was a hoe. <laughs> She's a hoe. There were some hoes we know. knew. Okay, we okay, knew some right, of those right. hoes at all those they dance hall soca parties. They weren't necessarily but, sex workers,
1: but they is that a hoe? They were hoes. Well, no,
2: they were. Hos. I mean, I don't know. So, the, do we have, have
1: to get into the terminology of like hoe, nurses a whore? Okay, okay.
0: Look, I mean, again, <laughs> it's none of our business. If you want to go out there and you know, get
1: your money, girl, get it your is money. None yeah. of our business. None of our business. It's funny how much we've changed, right? Because. <laughs> When we were in high school, you know, high school creatures are judgmental. Judgment very was real judgment. back then. Seriously very real. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we were, in the high, we were in high school in like the
2: 90s, girls. Like, yeah. Ooh, the, this is what we're talking about. The 90s are such a different. We're just in a very, I saw this meme of this kid and, it, and you know, he was wrapped up in bubble wrap and, and the hat said like fragile or whatever and it said millennial or whatever. Like, yo, know, we, we had thicker skin back then. Was it right? Did we deal with, you know, issues in society and, and take it at stride because we were more resilient? No, not necessarily. It was just part of, you know, the culture and, and nobody was was fighting back. And I think we're in a new time now where, again, everyone's going to be held accountable and a lot more is visible, right? Because of social media, there's just so much more accessibility and and yeah. reach right that 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 we didn't have back in the day a lot of shit could be swept under the rug back then
1: you can't do that anymore so you I don't, don't like... think a song like she's a hoe would last today
0: no yeah i don't i i don't think so either i don't and know I, and look for me personally i'm at a point where i just i don't care i don't care what you do with your sex life i truly truly <laughs> don't if you want to go and have sex with 20 different guys and use a condom and, I don't care and whether you use a condom or not that is your consequence no I care <laughs> about that
1: no I care about that use a I, condom no I mean
0: look I don't want I don't want unwanted babies in this world but at the same time when in the history of lecturing people about the morality have they ever really listened to you sometimes you got to go through some really ridiculous situations and you know and realize like hey I'm I'm messed up I am messed up you know, and
1: lecturing people isn't
0: going to change anything. It doesn't work. We're strongly
1: suggesting to use a condom. (laughs) We are, we are
0: definitely advocating for condom use. If you are out there in the streets doing whatever it is that you're doing, if you want to do that, that is Whether it be for, whether it be for monetary, monetary gain or not, I don't care. That is your cross to bear. Very different than uh, my thinking in
1: high school, by the way. This was not the same right? me back then. In in high school, you were just trying not to be labeled as the host. You were like yeah. low-key, hiding. Yeah. No,
0: no lie. I mean, obviously, you don't, want the, you don't want that reputation. You certainly don't want No, it. where the I dudes were like
1: gallus. Yeah, you don't want it. Like <laughs> yeah, but then the it. dudes were gallus, right? You don't want it. Like but if the, they that- had many girls...
0: But that's the thing i think that and and oz you can attest to this i mean when we were you know in the 90s we were frequenting a lot of dance hall calypso soca parties and this music was so common it was nothing nothing no no issue with it whatsoever you're wine bust up a wine on the guy in the back of you to this very same song and so many others and, and there was a period, I feel like, even during that time, Patra and Lady Saw. Do you remember all those yes. female, of all those course. women dance hall artists that were really advocating for, um, you know, women's rights and just the freedom to just be who you want to be? And if you have yes. this very yes. s- sexual you know, sexually liberated point of view, you should be free to to flaunt yep. it. I mean, they were look,
2: empowering that whole
0: point of view, for sure. Maybe for me it's not the way that I would live my life, <laughs> but again, I'm not here to tell other people how they should live. If you come to me and ask me for advice, that's a different story. But right. it's on <laughs> you. You gotta deal with
1: it. I, I'm just trying to figure humans. out, I'm just trying to figure out if there's some hidden footage of the two of you like skinning out at these parties, They're very nah, well they didn't be. have,
2: they didn't, nah, man, they didn't have cell phones back then, bro. Like, nah, but pull, you know, we had the we, you had, had the we had the <laughs> camera. You hey, think? I don't, I don't know. Are you sure? Because I saw I some. Camera. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we'll see. Listen, I, I would th- you're, be
0: like, let's not forget that we also come from the generation where if we had relatives in New York and Toronto, they would be bringing back video footage of. Do you
1: remember the Pasa pasta parties?
0: Uh, ah so ladies
1: i have gone to a pasa pasa party in japan what what yeah that that. like that's uh there was some judgment there by myself i was like (laughs) (laughs) hold on there was some there was some like cultural like i had some cultural confusion there i was like hold on how is this girl moving her body Uh, yeah i i yeah I didn't understand. And then, you know, you have to picture a Japanese girl coming up to me saying, hey, sis, what's guan? And me like, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They they really have adopted. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, like yeah. A whole other, different oh, whole
1: other level with her. And I was like, oh, OK. It took me a minute. Yeah. It took me a minute. And then I watched. So you didn't go I up do? in there with some Batu
0: Rider shorts or anything um, like that?
1: Nah, nah, no. Nah, I was good. I like hip hop. So I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. But I, I was just sitting there thinking, how did these girls I guess I was mad because they could dance better than me. I think that's what it was. I was mad. Yeah, I was you like were hating on the Yeah, they were but and then with the pata, uh, what I was like, Whoa, what's going on here? So it, it was it's very interesting black culture in Japan. Very interesting to me. It's a whole juxtaposition that doesn't make sense to me.
0: And but that's the thing, I think. You know, for the people who keep classifying black culture as like this one big, you know, homogenous sort of uh, aspect of it, it, one big culture, it's not. There's so many different elements to it. You know, there's African American culture, there's black Canadian culture, there's Caribbean culture. And even within the Caribbean, black Caribbean culture, you have various segments of black Caribbean different culture. culture. From Jamaica to St. Vincent, where my family's from, to uh, Grenada, Barbados. I mean, it differs. Trinidad. It, it really differs all over the place.
1: So it's Absolutely. not one
0: homogenous thing, you know?
1: No. I think I was just mad they spoke better patois than me. And I'm not Jamaican, right? So. <laughs> it's
0: okay. It's yeah. all right. Let but they also
1: it. won in the competition worldwide of Pasa, Pasa against the Jamaicans.
0: They've been practicing for years. Clearly. clearly, They've been practicing for years. So, you guys, we we talked a little bit about Prince earlier. And um, Mm -hmm. I think we had talked about um, one song from him and then also a song from Aaron Hall regarding the subject of consent. And the song, I Hate You. I absolutely love that song. And, yeah, it brings up the question of Prince's... Prince is imposing his form of justice on his girlfriend who has cheated on him or maybe she's not his girlfriend I don't know but
1: <laughs> he ta-
0: he 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 puts her in this like simulated court session and then <laughs> and then brings up the suggestion to the judge that he he would he would like to request that her hands be tied be, behind her back so he's getting into a little BDSM and I'm kind of like did she consent to this or did she not so let me play it for you and you can you can kind of judge for yourself and, and let me know what you think. If it please the chord
2: I'd like to have the defendant place her hands behind her back so I can tie her up tight and get into
1: the act. The act of showing her how good it used to be. I want it to be
2: so good. She falls back in love with me. Close your eyes. I'm going to cover your ass with this sheet. And I want you to pump your hips like you used to. And baby, you better stay on the beat.
0: All right. All right, Prince. (laughs) Wow.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Um, can I just say that it's a bit problematic that he thought he could sexify her back in love with him again?
2: It's toxic. Oh, it really it's to totally spike. toxic.
1: So yeah. toxic!
2: Oh my god! Really toxic. But I yeah. really love that song.
1: <laughs> no, because the <laughs> baseline and the so good. <laughs> See, there she goes
2: about the. You beat. know me. I'm, I'm a Prince you, fan. You, you- Listen, this is what I'm saying. Like, does that stuff fly nowadays? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, this one is a little bit less, you know, um, in your face. And yeah, they, it, does it sound like it's non-consensual? There's it's more toxic beauty. than it is non-consensual, I it's would say. It's toxic. But I, you know what? I, there's a lot of toxic songs still to yeah. this day. So I feel like toxicity has not come under the same kind of scrutiny as... Um, everything else that we've talked about so far
0: hold hold that thought we got another one here hold on
1: I
2: didn't even remember that part. Aaron. I didn't remember that part. Yeah, no. Aaron Hall. Oh yeah. my
1: gosh Yeah, no.
2: But do we see, see guys? It. Do we see the connection here with R. Kelly and Aaron Hall? Wasn't there that whole like thing about R. Kelly stole Aaron Hall's style? Am I like mixing? Yeah. It? Yo, you don't remember that whole thing about no, like? I don't remember how that when Aaron Hall, Aaron Hall was like the like when R. Kelly came, like it, it felt like he was whatever. Anyway, point being, that shit was crazy. That shit was that unacceptable. Was dist- All the doors got <laughs> locked. <laughs> uh, but you
1: could scream and you could hit me. It would just turn it's just me on. It made me more
0: horny.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, in yeah, no Eric. That
1: was disturbing because I love New Jack Swing
2: and oh I like Teddy
1: Riley. So I was like, again, as Oz says, I was into the beat. And then I was like, hold on, this turned into some horror show via music. Yo, I got to oh, tell no. you though. I peeped that shit
2: too back when it came out then. And I was like, this is not comfortable for me. You know what I mean? It was not one yeah, of the songs exactly. that I that I often listen to, but I absolutely recognize it and that's why I brought it up. But nah, be like, come on. We can't do that. We don't do that. That's a no for me. Nah. It's a hard pass right there. I'm not canceling it. <laughs> Really? I
1: can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm not even mad at you, though. I can't. I can't even be mad at you. I, I can't, can't cancel that song. I mean, the beat is good. No, I don't but... listen.
0: To... Here's mm. the thing. I don't listen to this version. I listen. Oh, God, it's terrible. There's there's a version oh, called my God, the what Nasty. Person? There's the Nasty Man's remix. <laughs> it really is nasty. <laughs> Wait, I think I know that one. No. Uh, this is... no. But there, there's... I, no. I usually yeah. listen to the remix of that song.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't God. know. It's no. all bad. It's so bad. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. No. Terrible. At least, at least to our audience, at least we're honest. Yeah, I mean. Because you know, I'm sure you're all going through the same stress we are. Yeah.
0: But I, I have one last song. One last song. We got one I'm last afraid. one that we're going to play. And this is from Amy Winehouse off the Frank album, Stronger Than Me. And I really love Amy Winehouse. So this one hurts. Me too. So okay. just listen.
1: Oh no. Watcher
2: always put
1: me in control All I need is for my man to live up to his throne Always wanna talk you through I'm okay Always have to come
2: Yeah, I was feeling her at the beginning, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like you know, I I like I like yeah, I like, I like my a little masculine too. But I mean, like, come on, bros, where you know you need to chill a little bit, Amy.
0: Yeah, she she went crazy. She went a little <laughs> crazy and called into question his manhood. Oh, it was terrible, terrible.
2: well oh, good times, guys. This was so much fun. I mean, just you know. <sighs> I think I think I think one of the things that is going to be a theme in this show, hopefully as it continues, is that we don't take ourselves that seriously. Um, we bring up topics that are no. definitely like important to talk about, but yo, know, we are not experts in any of these fields. I mean, Misha might be an expert by no means field. at all, but you know, it, it's just us <laughs> talking as girls. It's not as late at night. You know, we're not, we're not, you know, stumbling in from a nightclub having had a few drinks, but the conversation is always fun and we really do appreciate you listening and we'd love for you to share some topics that you want us to discuss as well and just, you know. Give us some feedback. Give us something.
0: Give us some feedback, sure. what you thought about the first episode and um, more to come, more to come. And. We've also been talking about... I mean, obviously we're doing this remotely, but we've been talking about doing shows in person. You know, kind of like a home and away uh, sort of theme. So that that's that's to be continued.
1: I agree.
2: Don't
1: cancel us.
0: Don't
2: cancel
1: <laughs> us. Lady. So, so that's it.
0: That's and it for us. Ryan. And we will be back with the next episode. Stay tuned. And hopefully... By the next episode, we'll have a name.
1: Stay blessed, highly favored, and safe.